Pocket Hustle Showcase, brought to you by Black and Tan Sports. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Puck and Hassle Shoutcast number 12. Today is Tuesday, October 7th, and uh, this is Gatekeeper here with the usual partner, Patrick Stankus, and uh, I'd like to welcome you to the favorite podcast of Zed the Brewer from iTunes and uh, home of the meatballs of the hockey podcasting world. Uh, glad to see you all. How you doing, Pat? Uh if you followed us from the last episode, it's gone downhill even further since my car getting hit. As soon as we hung up last time on the when we were doing the podcast, the computer crashed and I was responsible for the technical difficulties for not have, being available next last week. Well, you and, know, it's a good excuse sick, to get back. So there yeah. you go. Well, now it's a good excuse to get back and uh, you know get a new computer, and even though you don't want to, I mean, hey. What are you gonna do? Exactly. So uh, it's not like any news happened, you know, in that in that three weeks or anything. No, not at all. And for those of you who didn't know, uh, that that intro song was "Set the World of Fire" from Megadeth, and I thought that was an appropriate title for a song for what has go- been going on in Blackhawks land lately. Um, for and uh, for those of you who, did, who didn't get the inside joke with Zed the Brewer, uh, <laughs> we we got. We got one review on on iTunes, and it was someone who had listened to a couple of them and said that we were, we basically were uh, monotone delivery. Uh, we could find this information on any Blackhawks website, and we talk about being meatballs all the time, and we're truly the meatballs of the hockey podcasting world. So Zed the Brewer, we love you, baby. Now you're I, now you're I, part I of the show. Title, <laughs> yeah. The meatballs of the po- uh, hockey podcasting world. So there you go, Zed the Brewer. I hope you, you hope you give us another chance because you're a superstar now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's where we're at here. Um, so anyway, I'll, I'll try to be. I'll try to not to be so monotone. I'll try to give a little bit better delivery. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm not a professional broadcaster. I'm just here to talk. So. I have a high school diploma, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't do this for a living, and, and I, I never have. So, uh, so anyway, um, yeah, a lot's happened uh, since we last got together. A lot, a lot. I mean, camp started. Uh, I mean, camp was the last time we talked. Camp wasn't even going on, so we didn't know what to think, and they didn't disappoint. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> wasn't it like? The day after we did the last podcast, it came out that, or shoutcast, that it came out that Barker was invited to camp. Uh, I think it was a little later, but it was not too far thereafter. Yeah, they they, they, deserved an emergency shoutcast. Well, they kind of just slid it in there under the radar, too. It was, you know, they didn't make an announcement. They basically just released the camp roster, and then all of a sudden Cam Barker... Cam Barker's ugly ass is sitting on that roster. And all of a sudden, what, what, Cam Barker? What, what, what is this, Cam Barker? Oh, boy. But, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll chronicle the whole ride of Cam Barker that pretty much uh, came to a close uh, about two days ago. So, over the last three weeks, Cam Barker has had quite a ride in the Chicagoland area. It's probably going to be a new roller coaster at Great America. <laughs> yeah, the Cam Barker. <laughs> So, yeah, um, 
we usually start off. We'll we'll start off before we get into the Blackhawks stuff. We'll just kind of we'll take a little uh, a little gander around the rest of the league and uh, uh, really what has happened. Uh, there's a lot going on because of the camps going on. Uh, so you've got signings, you've got, uh, you know, people being sent down. Uh, I'm not going to get into all of it. Uh, I mean, let's see. Uh, well, we, we can look into some of these deals here. Let's see. Michael Layton, Kevin Hayes. We got to see Kevin Hayes play the Blackhawks. That was kind of, uh, I, I kind of have that in, um, uh, my recap of, of the games, but, uh, Kevin Hayes, uh, you know, got to face the Blackhawks. Uh, what else do we have here? Tyson Berry signed, Nito Nita Ryder signed. Uh, we, I think we talked about all that stuff before. Uh, and then it was just bits and pieces here or there. I'm, I'm going to leave one particular signing out because it has to do more with the Blackhawks, and we're going to have, well, I'm sure, an extended segment about this particular person that uh, was seen was signed to a PTO, and then uh, within less than 24 hours was signed to a one-year contract. The world's fastest tryout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even why they went. I don't even know why they went through that part of it. They should have just flopped the contract down. But uh, so, and probably most of you know what we're talking about. So. Anyway, uh, oh, Bobby Ryan signed. Uh, we, I guess that was a big one. Uh, I, th- I think your uh, tweet said it the best on that one. Yeah. Did he realize he signed to stay in Ottawa? Yeah, for seven years in Ottawa. At, like, just over $7 million a year, which isn't, it's not a terribly bad number, but if you look at Bobby Ryan's numbers, I mean, he's not, he's not, he's a good player, and he's probably going to be a good player in, a, in, a, which, in what is kind of an NHL secondary-type market. With Ottawa, I mean, it's a big, you know, it's it's they're big in Canada, to, but yeah, yeah, they're going to have to overpay to keep their players. Yeah, it's not that bad of a deal, but you know, just it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, and then as I'm looking on this list, and I and I find it's funny because we're gonna, we we will talk a little more about this later, but the next guy right above Bobby Ryan is uh, Drayson Bowman, and I don't know anything about Drayson Bowman. And uh, you probably don't either. The only reason why I find this interesting is because in NHL 15, I just signed that guy to a contract. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything else about that guy, but it's just I just find it ironic that he he just signed with Montreal on the second, and uh, I have him signed on the Blackhawks on my uh, NHL 15. So, um, other than that, Ryan Johansson signed just the other day. Uh, finally, he went through all that that litany of shit that he went through with with them where it, it, and and I heard on Merrick uh, versus Wachinski today John Davidson still is not happy about that whole situation <laughs> you can tell it in his voice he's still not happy about that situation but uh they got him into camp before the season started and here we are with Ryan Johansson did he get his Taves money that he was asking or <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say something like that. I'm, I'm, I was gonna tweet something like that. I, I mean, I don't want to be too dull and boring for yeah. our number one fan, but you know. yeah, we don't want to be meatballs too much. But, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, um, Ryan Johansson, he's uh, what is it, three million, three million, six million. For, so I mean, that's you know decent money, and that's probably around where he should be based on one year of production. So, I you know. That's that's not too shabby. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rag on that one too much. In the market that 
you know, the going right now, that's pretty fair, I'd say. Yeah, I know. This is, you know, also the place that, you know, overpaid for Wisniewski and overpaid for, you know, Nathan Horton. So, you know. But Columbus is a very fun town to go to a game. I highly recommend it. Fun times there. Yeah. And actually, I was supposed to be in Columbus next weekend, but for a hockey tournament, but I can't go. So, unfortunately, my uh, my team will be there without me. So, that's pretty much it with the signings. Uh, you know, like I said, it, it, it's been mostly camp. You know, people getting put through waivers to be sent down. Um, the one guy most recently was Peter Mueller with St. Louis, which today they waived or they waived him. They wanted him to go down to the Wolves. He said he's not going to report to the Wolves, so they're going to they're going to uh, terminate his contract. Yeah, whatever, you know. Uh, it's not like the Blackhawks could sign him because they don't have any money. So, or they don't have any cap room. I shouldn't say they don't have money because <laughs> they got plenty of money. Don't believe what they say, but so. I- kind of shocked he doesn't want to go to the Wolves with all those Stanley Cup champion legends that they got from the Blackhawks. <laughs> it is. It, it is. It's like a an old-timers game, legends game, Blackhawks legends. Is Sopel playing with a cane out there or what? <laughs> he wishes he was playing with cane, but yeah. <laughs> so, I was playing a walker. But... <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. Uh, no, that, no, that's that's Michael Roosevelt. He's oh. got the walker. Oh, God. <laughs> Sopel's cane is, is his dong, his notorious, <laughs> notoriously huge dong. <laughs> or tripod, as you might want to call it. So, uh, to close things out, really, with the, with the league signings, uh, uh, Boychuk, Johnny Boychuk was traded just recently, the last couple of days, to the Isles from Boston. Uh, we knew, kind of knew that was going to happen, because they were in worse cap hell than the Blackhawks are or were. So uh, that was a good move for the for the Islanders. They picked up a good defenseman that they really needed. The Islanders had a nice little one o'clock hour our time on uh, Saturday. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, they did. picked up a nice pair of defensemen there. Yeah, they they picked up a pair of defensemen that'll probably be their top uh, their top defenseman and and their uh, power play quarterback. So that is not something you see every day. No. No, it's not. A week before the season starts, and you pick up a top pair of defensemen. No, it's like go. it's like a shark was. Then they were just like the, the the water was chummed, and they were just they were just floating around, floating around, waiting for the teams to want to unload, and uh, they were there. They made the deal. So yeah, Garth Snow, um, he, he finally uh, came out on the winning end of a couple deals, which is you know, <laughs> I guess I say it all the time. Uh, a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. So, yeah. So there's that. Uh, let's see. Uh, the funny turn of events in Minnesota with Brzgalov being released again. I don't. I, I, you you could have signed some AHL goalie to do what what he did, which is basically sit there on the bench for a couple games and couple. take selfies with fans. Yeah, and take selfies with fans. <laughs> So I, I don't know what's up with that, uh, whatever. And who knows what they're doing up there in uh, Minnesota with that. It's probably their Achilles heel right now as their goaltending. Well, yeah, I mean, with, you know, Harding getting hurt, doing something stupid. I mean, doing something stupid away from the rink and, uh, you know, getting fined or suspended, with, which is what happened to him. And then... uh 
you know, just having Backstrom there, who was old, and Darcy Kemper with the the uh, contract problems, and it was, it's, it's just been a mess in net for them. So I don't know. Right now they got Darcy Kemper and uh, Nicholas Backstrom, so I guess they're going to go with that duo for now until that fails. Well, which will, yeah, sooner or later. I mean, Backstrom's a good goalie, but he's getting old, so. Uh, his, his better days are definitely in the past. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see. Recently, also, <laughs> Winnipeg finally traded for an NHL player, <laughs> which which I don't think had ever been done on, on Kevin Chevaldeo's tenure. Was it four years? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. They, they finally traded for an NHL player and Peter Budai. From Montreal, they get the, they get a goalie to help out, and then the and then what do they do? They wave him to sign him, to send him down in the minors. I have no fucking idea what that guy's doing up there. I, I really heard don't. Budai requested the trade, but I don't think he had plans of playing in St. John's, Newfoundland. No, list. <laughs> no, I, I don't think he did either. So I, I don't know what's going on up there. I, it's not like you can't do better than Andre Pavlik, but. You know, they seem to be sold on him, which they're the only ones sold on him. So yeah, there's nobody is mm. telling you that Andre Pavlich is a starting NHL goalie that you can rely on. No. Absolutely. But didn't he take the Wolves to the Calder Cup? Yes, he did. There you I go. was actually there when he won it. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, yeah. No comment. <laughs> yeah, I've been to like two Wolves games ever, and one of them was that winning game. So, all right, that's that for uh, league league transactions. We'll move on. Uh, uh, the general news for the NHL. Otherwise, uh, we talked about this a little bit before, and uh, there was it, it was clarified a little bit more, but it's still foggy. Which is the epic situation with the twenty four seven. That's going to be going on where they're going to have two series and uh, they're basically saying that this series is going to be streamed live for free, unedited, you know, on, you know, with, with swears and all that on epics.com and through the NHL app. Uh, I don't know how they're going to manage that, but whatever. But the bottom line is, as we talked, both talked about before, we don't want to watch this fucking thing on our laptops. I have a TV for a reason. I want to watch TV on a TV. So that's aggravating to me. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'll watch it or not. Maybe if it's if it's on on demand or something like that, and I got nothing else to watch. But I am not going to be sitting around with my laptop in my face. I've had enough issues with this preseason and laptops and you know, streaming and uh, it not working and audio not working. And uh, we'll get to that later, but it's been a whole fucking fuck fest <laughs> with, uh, with this streaming bullshit online and it's getting more and more aggravating. So, well, at least you were able to stream something online in the last three weeks. <laughs> hardly. <laughs> Barely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I went into, I launched into a whole tirade about this, uh, after one of the games, and, and I'll, I'll I'll get a little more into it as we're uh, as we're going on and on about uh, training camp stuff like that. So uh, let's see. 
I don't know, and you probably haven't. I know we had talked before. You were going to check out your version of NHL 15, and I don't even know if you've been able to crack it open and really play it or not, but probably not. I played one game, <laughs> and I lost in overtime, and that was the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> it that, it's been, seriously, folks, it's been a hell of a three, four weeks for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hear There's you, been, man. like, no free time whatsoever. I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. I was out of town for a hockey tournament. It didn't go well. It was chaotic. You know, I got home, and I was just so run down from that that I was sore from the neck down for the next, like, week. And I was just miserable. So I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's been crazy and not in a fun way. Yeah. Well, it, it can only go up from here, right? Uh, yeah, we are on the eve of the season starting, so I yes. guess. Yeah. yeah, we are. Season will be starting. So um, this actually, this is it's probably a better that we did it this week to today because we get everything aired out with the Blackhawks. Their 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 roster is pretty much set, and uh, they're ready to go. So, um, but back to uh, NHL 15. Uh, you know, I talked about uh, I talked about it a little last time about things that aggravated me. And uh, it's becoming more and more aggravating, a lot of this stuff. Uh, I don't know how much I really like this game at this point in time. I mean, on top of, you know, on top of the fact that I can't win a fucking game anymore in this thing, uh, you know, it locks up all the time. Uh, It's just, there's a lot going on in this Xbox One version of this game, and I'm not really that happy with it right now. I play it because I have it, but it's aggravating. You know, my my team right now in my season is nine twenty and like two. Ouch! <laughs> I went. I've gone. Uh, in my last ten, I am o nine and one. <laughs> you know, it's partly due to me tinkering and trading people away and all this stuff, but. Uh, yeah, I'm not doing well. And in my last three games, I've given up. An average of seven and a half goals a game. So, yeah, Cord Crawford and, and Antti Ranta are not doing well. You got to get the Scott Darling and uh, Michael Leighton tandem in that. There you uh, go. If, <laughs> yeah, if if they had Anders Nielsen in the in the game, I'd have him on my team, but I don't. So, <laughs> it's yeah, it's a mess. It's 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 aggravating and and. You know, like I said, the one thing that aggravates me the most is that you can't see what your your prospects are doing. You can't see if they're playing games. You can't see if they're scoring goals. You can't see if they're not scoring goals. You can't see any of it. It just they're just there. They're just players and you move them and and that's that. So So you can't get your daily Tevu update? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you cannot. <laughs> Actually, my daily Tevu update is he's on my third line. He's centering my third line. Oh, God. (laughs) That's Brad Richards' job, ain't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Not to move ahead or anything, but... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Brad Richards, our new new third line center. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess... uh... We'll move on to the Blackhawks now. I guess for the PlayStation 3 version in the one game I played, I did not hear a Doc Emmerich waffle boarded away, and I was quite disappointed. Yeah, there, I hear a lot of the waffle boarding. And I, it's so much now where I've had to actually like turn down the announcers because I'm, I'm tired of it now. 
as long as it's not soft serve ice cream and tree turdy tree, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's thirteen turdy tree. It's three tree turdy tree. We've already heard that plenty of times. And it's only the preseason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, it's gonna be a long year. It it already it already feels like it's been a long year, and uh, this season hasn't even started yet. So. It's it's with, with all the the emotion and uh, teeth gnashing that's gone on like since Friday until now. Uh, it's it's been emotional. It's one of those things where you it just drains the life out of you. Yeah, that Friday was a uh, real slap in the face almost. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to say the least. A slap in the face to all of us meatballers. Yeah, yeah. Where everyone, you know, even some of the others, are just like, "What is going on here?" But I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Fork retweeting all those Carcillo tweets. Yeah, he does. That, he does that all the time. And, <laughs> that was awesome. I just happened to be on Twitter that night that he was doing that. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and all those people, like I said before, all those people probably think that he's retweeting it because he thinks it's a, you know that it's good. And uh, not because he's making fun of them, which he's, he's actually doing. Because those people are idiots. Yeah. <clears throat> so, well, since we uh, since we've already gotten into it and we've already talked about it a little bit, uh, let's get into training camp a little bit. Uh, we didn't get to cover uh, the training camp festival hoopla, blah blah blah. I think your blog summed that up best about the training camp festival. Yeah, the Yuck Yuck Festival. Yeah, that, uh, that was, it's getting real old real quick. It is. I went the I went like the first year they kind of did that, where they had the games and they had all the stuff going on outside, and it was on like a Saturday or something. But uh, since then, I'm like, I'm not going to drive downtown on a Monday night. You know, to to go to that Yuck Yuck Festival where it's just you know. They're, they may be skating around uh, at 75% and they're putting on a show for everyone and that's that. So, it's, so I wanted to watch that. I'll watch the All-Star game. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's it's like an All-Star game for the Blackhawks is what it is. Yeah. Uh, and so, sadly, some of those guys aren't All-Stars. Yeah, so what happened, basically Kevin Deneen's team uh, played against Kitchen's team. And, of course, as everyone would expect, Kevin Deneen's team slaughtered Kitchen's team, uh, five to one. Uh, the, the fourth line, which was uh, Ben Smith, Kruger, and I believe Morin at the time, uh, they had, uh, I think it was two points apiece. Maybe Kruger had three points, but they pretty much lit it up. Uh, and uh, then that brings me to the next point, which was when we were when the um, when the uh, camp rosters were announced, uh, without really telling anyone, they announced the camp rosters, and then they let it sit for a little while, and then they said, oh, yeah, we've invited Cam Barker to camp. And everyone went, what? And this isn't the first time that this happens. <laughs> this, this same reaction happens again, even worse, later on. But we're, we're getting to that. We're getting to that. So uh, Cam Barker is invited to camp, and, and no one knows why. And, uh, you know, it's 
And then, of course, it's a whole bunch of jokes with uh, Minnesota. And now we've got Cam Barker and we've got Nick Letty and da-da-da-da-da, which, of course, there's more to that story as well. I was really looking forward to Barker making this team. (laughs) Well, you know what? At this point in time, after everything that's happened, it wouldn't be... Uh, beyond, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that Cam Parker could have made this team as an ace defenseman. I mean, really, honestly, with with what they have going on right now, uh, it could be that it could very easily be that Cam Barker. So, so Cam Barker comes in, he plays in one of the scrimmages. He hurts Tevu, <laughs> so of course there is a. Uh, you know, everyone is wants to hunt him down and kill him for that. Uh, Tevu was out for pretty much most of the preseason because of that. He played uh, in, what, in the last uh, the last preseason game, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, then in the training camp, if you remember that I said that uh, Denise's team won five to one. Well, that one goal was scored by Cam Barker. Who broke the shutout for what was it, Darling and uh, Leeton, I think, or something? I think we're on that team. Uh, I was without a uh, device on that one, so I didn't even follow yeah, it. I think it was Leeton and uh, and Darling on that. So he busted he busted that all up, and uh, so uh, you might as well have figured that maybe Cam Barker would join the Nazis at that the Nazi party at that time. But uh, to uh, <laughs> That aside, uh, he was then cut by the Blackhawks. Everyone said, hooray! Um, uh, He was waived, you know, cut, waived, and then sent to Rockford. And uh, it looked like he may have a chance to play in Rockford until all the other events that have happened happened. And there just is not room in Rockford for a Cam Barker. So he was then cut from Rockford. So Cam Barker went went completely through the Blackhawks system in a matter of two weeks, and and, and out the other and shit out the the ass end of that. So I'm surprised Dale Talon hasn't called him. <laughs> it could be. It, he, he, you know what? He could end up. Uh, he could end up somewhere else in Chicago, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be worth the price of admission. <laughs> I mean. You might have, you know, uh, a, a Sopel Barker uh, pairing for the Wolves. Or a Brookbank Barker. Yeah, Brookbank Barker and Sopel all on the same defensive court again. <laughs> well, they, Brookbank was not with Sopel, but yeah, or Barker, but yeah. So, uh, Cam Barker, That's I think we've spent more than enough time talking about Cam Barker. And the other head scratcher, head desk... Wall, head beating into the wall, brain aneurysm, brain (laughs) aneurysm, heart attack. Um, After uh, every after breaking everyone's heart by inviting Cam Barker, just uh, five days before the season starts, uh, it was announced that first uh, their newest face puncher, Meatball Boy, was uh, hurt, Mashinter's hurt. And uh, from what I hear, they weren't really exactly uh, entertained by him either. They they were not as happy as they wanted to be with him. So um, 
I guess they had to go out and one-up us. And uh, Dan Gorilla Salad Carcillo was invited back to the Blackhawks to don his number 13 again after being cast away by the LA Kings and the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Rangers in the last probably two years. So, yeah. uh, (laughs) I've got nothing to add to that. (laughs) It's kind of a... I don't I still don't get it. I guess that's... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no one gets it. No one. It's just, it was like the most random thing when I heard it too. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? They brought Carcillo back. And then yeah. Saturday, it was even worse when they actually signed him. Yeah, well, it, it it wasn't even like it was, basically when they signed him to a PTO, uh, Quenville pretty much came right out and said, he's going to play tonight and we'd like to sign him. It was as fast as that. And from what I was told, he, uh, I guess the Penguins had played like two nights before in New York. So he was in New York. So basically, <laughs> the Penguins dropped him. Quenville called him up and said, hey, don't leave New York. You're going to play with us Friday night, and then we're going to sign you to a contract. Uh, I don't know. I I mean, we've we've all come to terms now, and everywhere in the blogging world... We've come to the terms that Quenville loves that face puncher, and they're not going to get rid of him, and they're always going to have one on the roster, and there's nothing we can do about it. There's going to be that one guy that goes out there. While he's neither a agitator or an enforcer, because he can't fight, and he's not an agitator because no one they just look at him as a sideshow freak. They just laugh at him, kind of like what they did with John Scott. After a while, they just they just avoid him. They just stay away from him. And then he would run around the ice trying to chase people down, and he couldn't even catch anyone. Carso is basically the same thing. He's just a little bit of a faster skater. He's probably more stupid, though. <laughs> so they have Gorilla Salad back, so it's only a matter of time before he ends up getting suspended or maiming of another player or getting hurt. It's not really worth time. It's not worth any of our time to, you know. So technically, this is the third time Stan Bowman has signed him, correct? Because he's originally signed him, then he had to give him the contract extension, and now yes, this this yes. fourth shit, yeah, yes, yeah. So good, we had to sign him three times. That's the new <laughs> saying. Well, that's what the three is for, and the thirteen on the back of his jersey. Three and you know the, the worst part is is I was at the game that probably is the highlight of his Hawks career when he scored to in that game against Colorado to extend the streak. Yeah, I was I was at that game. That was probably it. I don't think he's ever going to get reach any higher expectations than that. I don't know if anything worse could have happened to the fan base than that. <laughs> because then all the dumbasses come out. Well, look, he could score goals. Yeah. He scored like four goals in his entire Blackhawks career before this. And like two or three of them were empty net goals. It was something stupid like that. It was like he's done nothing. He's done nothing. Yeah, you know, except make, make a complete sideshow freak out of himself. So, What pisses me off, though, is the people that go, well, he must be good. The Hawks want him again. 
if you watch the Hawks, he is not a good hockey player, like you would say. No. He's just not a good player. No, he's not. I mean, and you can't even go with that reason. I mean, they, they re-signed Hanzoos. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Sean O'Donnell, uh, Steve Monador, uh Samuel I mean, Pisto. Yeah, the list goes on and on and on. I mean, Fernando Persani, right? <laughs> Well, Pisani was, I thought that was a good signing, so Andrew, I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> Andrew Brunette, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of these players are just, really, a lot of them are dog shit. They really are. So, it, you can't just, yeah, that is not a valid argument at all, because the Blackhawks are a good team, and <clears throat> it's starting to look, and, and I wrote it up before, it's starting to look more and more like Stan Bowman, now, this is, now that this is his team. You know, basically all, almost all the tail and blood, other than the big stars of the team, are basically all out of here, all prospects and all that other stuff. <clears throat> this is pretty much his team. And it, I, I, I don't know what's going on. I really don't. From the top to the bottom, I don't know what's going on with this, with this team. And uh, everyone else in the blog sphere has, uh, has gone on about it as well. And I'll repeat it, you know, it's like, They've got a bunch of decent. Uh, they've got a bunch of decent prospects, but they're all rotting away in Rockford, and that's the reason why Kevin Hayes isn't here. It's the prime reason why Kevin Hayes isn't here. He would have been one more person in the logjam of prospects that don't get a shot. So yeah, what good are your prospects if you're, if you're never going to play them? No, you're just going to end up it's... trading them to Florida eventually. <laughs> oh, Dale Talon, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and, and then on top of that, you got, you know, the, the three knuckleheads with you got, you know, Cody Bass and uh, PC LeBray and uh, Brandon Mashinter down there. I mean, what are those knuckleheads going to do? Uh, I'm waiting for the YouTube video of a bench clearing brawl. That's about it. Yeah, well, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> this is this is what I have to, th- to say about those guys. Oh, when is the trial? Trial? You can't eat those guys. They're the folk heroes. They're criminals. Well, most folk heroes started out as criminals. <laughs> That's pretty much... And then you can throw Carcello into that group, too. And Bolig while you're at it. Fuck Bolig, too. <laughs> I will be at Bolig's return uh, October 15th. Oh. Standing ovation. Yes. Will you watch? Oh, he <laughs> Tribute will. Tribute video and everything. Oh, he will. He He will. <laughs> Every stupid high school girl who thinks he's he's a nice guy with a beard is going to be standing up cheering. Not this guy. <laughs> not, not the 300 level. I will not be standing up applauding. No. Actually, most of the 300 level has brains. That's where exactly. all the people with the brains are at is up there. I mean, that's where the Hockey Night guys are. That's where Sam Fells is at. That's where Chris Black's at. They're all up there. So, And probably the, guy, the guys from Cheer the Anthem, those guys are up there too. So... Yeah, so there you go, Gorilla Salad. That's sad. Well, I mean, Speaking I'm, of spending too much time on yeah, a topic. Yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna have to mention them a little bit later, but unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, sorry, I apologize ahead of time. We've probably lost half of the uh, fan base now that loves Carcillo. So, well, Zed the Brewer is probably still listening. So, no, we were way too negative once you started out. <laughs> Because we're just meatballs. You yeah, know? we're just meatballs. So, uh, anyway, the cuts from camp, uh, you know, it went it went like this. Matt Carruth, Simpson, Ryan Schnell, Kirill Godovitz, 
Justin Hall, Zach Miskovich, uh, Alex Broadhurst, Drew LeBlanc, uh, Mark McNeil, Matthew Brisbois, Dylan Fournier, uh, Victor Svedberg, Matt Carey, Philip Deneau, Stephen Johns, Nordstrom, Rasmussen, Ross, Clendenning, Dahlbeck. Dahlbeck ended up coming back and then ended up getting sent back down. He came back uh, on Friday. We'll, we'll get into why he came back, uh, but Dahlbeck came back and went back down. Darling went down. Hartman went down. Uh, Regan ended up getting waived and sent down, which was kind of disappointing for him. Uh, kind of thought he was going to stick around a little bit. Uh, Leighton got sent down as expected. And Simba, Turbo, Teravainen got sent down. Which at this point in time, we all pretty much knew was going to happen anyway. Because there's just too much too much need for Dan Carcello on the roster and not enough need for Tevu Teravainen. So. I just don't see the point on if he was going to make the team, even if they didn't have Carcello, what's the point of him playing six, seven minutes a night on the fourth line or third line? When he could yeah. be playing double that in Rockford, getting used to North American ice, I think that's more important to him at this time. Well, if he played the third line, he may get a pretty decent. He may get over ten minutes a game. I mean, I don't think he. I don't think he'd be playing that low. The third line's going to play a lot of, but it's you got to look at who's going to be on out there with him. You know. Yeah. Is you going to be skating with Christopher Stieg? I mean, well, now, I mean, now after today. After what happened today, no, he wouldn't be with Chris or Stig, but um, I don't know. It's, I, I at this point in time, it's getting aggravating that they're letting all these they're letting all these people just waste away in Rockford, and it's not after a while, it's not doing them any good. It's even worse on the defensive side than it is on the offensive side, where in the offensive side down at Rockford, they're just jam-packed with centers. They've got so many centers that they've got centers playing almost all the wings as well. So It's almost like they're trying to mold after the Red Wings by, oh, we're going to let our prospects you know, grow in, in the minors and this and that. But then when they're ready, uh, we're, you know, we don't have any room for you because we had to re-sign every goddamn player just to please the fan base. And then it's like, well, by the time they're ready then to bring them up, they have no confidence or anything. Yeah, well, yeah, and 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 they're they're walking on eggshells because they're afraid that the first time they make a mistake, they're going to be benched and then they're going to be sent down. Cough, not, cough, Nick Letty. Yeah, they're not, they're not going to be. They're not given any rope to you know. We, we, they, they'll throw Chris Chris fucking Rustig out there all night long, and they'll let him do stupid shit like dead, like taking icing when he had when he, when all he had to do was skate three feet further and he wouldn't have done that, or uh, stupid spinoramas or. You know, uh, not skating for an open, you know, a loose puck or something like that. He does dumb shit like that, and and he's allowed to continue to do that. But if Nick Letty uh, turns something over, well, Nick Letty's benched for the rest of the game, or it doesn't get scratched for a playoff game. It, it doesn't make any sense why some people that are are that are very undeserving get this leeway and get this get all this rope to go out there and hang themselves over and over and over again. Well, there are more people in the 100 level wearing Christopher Steeg jerseys than Nick Letty jerseys, so I'm sure that has something to do with it too. Oh, of course. You gotta gotta please that that fan base that can't let go of the past. 
Oh, and no, they're, they're wearing they're the new ones. They're the new fans. They're wearing 23s. Oh, God. <laughs> so. For a while there, when Versteeg kept turning the puck over, I didn't know if it was him or Aaron Johnson. Aaron Johnson or Matt Walker. <laughs> oh, God. There you go. <laughs> Blast from the past to the defenseman there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking Matt Walker. Uh, so, anyway, um, the Blackhawks opened their preseason against Detroit. Uh you know, with a pretty full roster, there was a lot of people playing. Uh, I actually was able to take down the lines for this game. Uh, Sad Richards and Kane played together for their first game, but then the bottom half of the lineup was really a mess. It was uh, Matt Carey, Rasmussen, and Morin, and then uh, Mashinter, Deneau, and Bass. So they had they had two of the three uh, cement heads playing with Deneau in, in the middle of them. It was kind of ridiculous. Um, and then Kyle Comiskey played and, uh, Klaus Dahlbeck played. So we're going to see a lot more of Kyle Comiskey. So, uh, from what I've been hearing lately, uh, we, uh, Kyle Comiskey could be the new, uh, Michael Koska playing fourth line winger from time to time. So, Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what, uh, that's what I was, uh, it was going around. I think the Trudy Anthem guys brought it up that, uh, when Comiskey played for Quenville in uh, in Denver, he uh, had a tendency to skate Comiskey at wing. So that just uh, we we have that bright spot to look forward to. Uh, that just pisses me off. That that lineup like that. Yeah, yeah. It's but you know Jerry Moran's just sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> you know, I wish they would just trade him already. Seriously, if you're not going to play him, and what the what the fuck's the point of having him on the roster? There is no point, even in the organization. Why did they even qualify him? Why didn't they just let him go? You know, because oh, you got to get a seventh round draft pick for him when you do trade him. Well, I think you get. Uh, I think uh, if someone signs a, don't you get compensation for an RFA? I think you do. Do you? I, I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. I don't know. Whatever. I thought you did, but whatever the case. So anyway, um, Crawford played. He was relieved by Darling uh, against. This was against Detroit. Uh, Detroit ended up winning two one in overtime. Or I mean the the Blackhawks. I'm sorry, the Blackhawks won two one in overtime. Why didn't I think Detroit won? Uh, Crawford played all right. He only gave up one goal. Scott Darling came in and uh, didn't give up a goal the rest of the game. Uh I mean, there's not much we can say about Darling because he's pretty much in the minors now, and, we, and the chances we're going to see him again are pretty pretty remote. But the guy is huge. The guy is enormous. And it looks funny because his leg pads, he's so big that his leg pads, look, uh, it, they don't even look like leg pads. They look like shin guards on him. <laughs> he just looks like he's, he's, he's so big, like top-heavy. He's just a big guy, so he takes up a lot of the net. Uh, in the in the scrimmage, he looked like uh, I saw him giving up a lot of rebounds. He was a little better at controlling his rebounds as the actual games started. So that's all I really have to say about Scott Darling. Uh, I mean, throughout the whole preseason, uh, excuse me, I didn't see much of uh, Leighton at all, Michael Leighton. I really didn't. I mean, I thought I saw him out there for warm-ups of one game. That's about it. Yeah, so... So anyway, <clears throat> I mean, as far as uh, that first game goes, I know it was pretty boring. 
there was, you know, there were some, there were some times where, uh, you know, people like Hosa and, uh, Taves and, you know, they kind of showed their magic a little bit, but they were definitely not going hundred, you know, uh, going a hundred percent. They were just kind of out there going through the motions, getting their legs moving and getting used to game, uh, action. So. Yeah, if memory serves me correctly, I believe I actually shut this game off because it was that bad. Yeah, this is the one that uh, uh, they they had it on CSN Plus. That's what it was, and they said the game was like starting at like uh, I don't know seven o'clock or eight o'clock, and uh, they just didn't conven- they conveniently didn't turn the feed on. <laughs> so basically, everyone's sitting there waiting for the game to come on, and they they didn't they did I think they. I think they were in the middle of the national anthems before anything came on TV. And usually there's some sort of pregame, some sort of lead up, at least for five minutes, if nothing else. This was, you know, they were almost they were almost dropping the puck by the time they actually turned the feed on. So CSN's in mid season form with this one. And it gets even it gets even worse later, right? Not CSN, but just being in mid season form. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, I said before the man shitter and bass, they played uh, whatever. Those guys are a bunch of clowns. I don't know that we're going to ever see them again. So we may or may not, but I dare, I don't know. And I will not shed a tear if we don't see them again. No, no, no one wants to see him. So. Uh, that's really that, you know, like I said, the Blackhawks won two, one in overtime. Uh, this, this was the game where, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. actually stripped. He, uh, which, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have to think of that. He did the shoot the puck between the periods and he made it and, uh, he decided he's going to strut like a peacock along the ice and rip his shirt off, which, yeah. After all that stuff with playing the stripper and all that stuff, <laughs> the first shoot the puck, after all that, is Cuba Gooding Jr. who strips uh, on the ice. Ned so, Braden style. Where's the outrage? That's what I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't... <clears throat> Whatever. <laughs> I don't even pay attention to the shoot the puck when I'm at the game, so it doesn't really matter to me. No, I don't either. It's just more of a, when you're standing in line for beer, you know, that's more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, that's enough of that game. Uh, the next game, uh, and this is this goes back to the Epics topic with um, the second game, the second preseason game was uh, in Detroit. And this game was a complete and utter fucking nightmare from top to bottom. Uh, I, I, I wrote a long tirade about it and basically I didn't even recap the game. Uh, fuck the game. I mean, I really honestly fuck the fuck, fuck the game because if you don't want us to see the game, you don't want to stream the game, you don't want to put it on TV, then why the hell do I even give a, give a shit about recapping the stupid game? Not only did they, uh, not only did they do that, but they put it on the that stupid channel, the game, which you can't get in a lot of cars. 
and you know home stereos it doesn't tune that low it only it stops at 87.9 not 87.7 so you have that problem then thirdly um they said well you 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 could stream it through our app well guess what their fucking app didn't work so you're (laughs) you can't listen to the game you can't watch the game like i said if it, it, it's like a tree falling in the woods. If a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it, did it really happen? Or can, it doesn't really make a sound? You know, it, it's the same thing with the Blackhawks. I mean, if if a game happens in Joe Louis Arena, but no one sees it and no one hears it, did it really happen? So, you know, and that, that's the least of the worries. Let's let's get into a couple more details about this game. <clears throat> Now, <clears throat> basically, a lot of uh, a lot of prospects were playing this game. So, uh, you know, they had it was kind of a split squad. They they sent like half the half the squad to to Detroit to play, and they had a morning skate, which I think is silly. Why bother having a morning skate with the guys that are going to actually play? Why aren't they not, you know, on their way up to Detroit if, if nothing else? Okay, fine. You're going to do a morning skate, and you're going to throw them on a on a plane, and they're going to rush up there, and they're going to run right to the rink, and then they're going to go to the rink, and they're going to you know they're going to play their game, and they're going to jump on a plane, and they're going to come right back home. Okay, that's a lot of fucking running around for these players. I mean, do, do you not want them to be prepared for the game? I was going to say it's a hell of a way to you know prep a uh, team. I mean not. <laughs> I mean, I've dri- driven long distances to go play in tournaments, and it throws you off. You're tired. You're exhausted. You're not in the right mindset to be playing. I can only imagine what it's like, you know, jumping on a flight. And then I haven't even gotten to the best part of this whole thing. I don't know when their flight was scheduled for, but the game was supposed to start at, what, 7.30. It was supposed to start at 7.30 Chicago time, which is 8.30. No, no, wait. It's it was, 6.30 our time. 6.30 our time, 7.30 their time. Uh, the Blackhawks didn't get on their plane until 5 o'clock. Now, granted, it's like a 45-minute flight or something like that, but still, that's, caught, that's cutting it tight because they were delayed and then they were delayed taking off and then they were delayed getting into to Detroit and they were delayed you know they were delayed delay 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 well they didn't end up getting to the rink till after game time was supposed to start <laughs> you know they 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 got in at like 7:35 and the game was supposed to start at 7:30 so then they got to rush all the bags in the rink and then they got to get, you know, they don't, they get no warm ups. They get no stretching. They just basically throw all their equipment out and run out on the ice is what ends up happening. No, no, you got a whole bunch of kids who are trying to make an NHL roster and this is what you give them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you couldn't be fucking them over anymore. I mean, we, we both played in tournaments and, you know, obviously it's to a lesser extent, but still you have a routine that you like to get into and to sit there and say, we're going to board a plane and two and a half hours before game time is asinine. If you ask me. And I guarantee you, whatever routines they go through are double or triple any routine, any routine I go through. Yep. 
you know, they have their things, they have their stretching out, they, you know, they have to loosen up. People have injuries that need to be, you know, they need to have the medical staff attend to them, things like that. None of that was able to happen. They basically ran in the door, threw their equipment on, ran out onto the ice. <clears throat> Barely got any, any warm-up skate at all. So, um, I mean, basically what I said was, why didn't you just, if... If anything, why didn't you just throw them on a charter flight in the morning? Everyone that's left behind can skate. You could send them to uh, send them to Detroit early in the morning. Maybe they could get an early skate there, and then they could play their game, and then they could come back home. They still don't need a hotel or anything like that. And if you really want to be cheap and stupid about it, throw them on a fucking charter bus. I mean, I know it's a little bit longer, but at least, I mean, look what happened. You know? <laughs> It couldn't have been any worse. So, I think you had the fitting title name of the blog about that game. <laughs> Plane Strings and Automobiles? Yeah. Yeah. Not only just because it's the, my personal favorite movie and favorite actor in there, John Candy, but it, it was uh, basically the perfect explanation and summary of what happened that day. Yeah. It, it, it was just, it, it was stupid. It was stupid. And, and it then, makes the Hawks look bad and stuff, and unprepared for anything. Makes them look. It does make them look stupid. Yeah, yeah, it does. Like they, they, I mean, they have people in this organization that their sole purpose is to to arrange these things, arrange bus trips, arrange flights, arrange all this stuff. And uh, you know, they just look stupid. And and they're they're just lucky it was you know an early preseason game because someone. Someone's got to answer for this. For an organization that prides themselves on being prepared, they certainly look like they screwed the pooch on that one. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden, uh, of course, you know, this is the game where they're not going to show, they don't, they don't want anyone to see it. I don't, they're like, well, it's, you know, and people on Twitter are like, oh, well, it's only a preseason game. Well, you know what? I, I care. I want to see it. I want to see a preseason game. I want to see what. Trevor Rant and Reams Dyke looks like. I want to see what some of these kids look like out on the ice. You know, especially because, like you said, a lot of it was the uh, prospects that played that game. Yeah, yeah. I want to see these players. You know, so maybe they don't. Maybe the casual fan, maybe the meatball fan, doesn't give a shit. But I do. I want to see it. And so, you know, fuck everyone who says it was only a, a preseason game because I want If it was on, I would have watched it. And you can't tell me that the Blackhawks wouldn't like the you know the revenue from the advertising or whatever, and they couldn't have thrown this game on CSN Plus or something like that, because people would have watched it. People watched the game before, so I, I agree a hundred percent on that. Yeah, it's stupid, but I, I don't even remember what the score was of the game. But the Blackhawks could have very well uh, the Blackhawks very well could have lost ten nothing that game. And, and and it's a miracle they didn't lose ten nothing. Really, honestly, I got to give those kids credit. I do because to be able to go out on the ice, and I believe it was a close game. It was like a a, a three two game or something like that, a three one game, I think. Um, but I mean, it, it when you go out on the ice and you don't get any warm ups, I know for me as a goalie. And I can only speak for me as a goalie. I mean, maybe some people can just run out on the ice. And, and I know there are people that I do play with who basically just show up, you know, five minutes before the game time, throw their stuff on, and run out on the ice. And there are definitely people that do that. But me as a goalie and being older, to, to, to put it nicely, being older, 
I mean, I have to get there well ahead of time and stretch out. And if I don't, I can't move. My legs don't feel right. I don't move correctly. I can't track the puck because my legs don't feel right. It's all, you know, it's just a whole domino effect of problems. And, you know, these kids got are nervous. They're trying to make the team and the whole ordeal. And um, you basically fuck them by saying, here, you don't get any warm-ups for this game. <laughs> you know, you don't get the proper warm-ups. You don't get the proper Blackhawks treatment. You basically just get to run in there, throw your shit on, and run out the door. So, you know. That's, the- how you pre- that's how you prep for the life of an AHL player, man. I, I think the AHL would get definitely get better treatment than that. So it's just it's, it's ridiculous. It's stupid. So. It, it, it's it, it's just for a team like I said about like the Hawks, you'd think that you'd be a little more coordinated at something like this. Yeah, yeah. You should always be preparing for the worst in case something like that happens, with flight delayed, and then you know, God forbid, something else were to happen. You know, getting into Detroit or something. Yeah. Yeah, or, like just, I said, you could have thrown. He looks stupid. That's all. In the morning, you could have thrown him on a charter bus, and you could have thrown. You could have sent him to Detroit. You could have said, "Hey, eight o'clock this morning, boom, on a charter bus." What is it? A four-hour drive to to Detroit? I think it's yeah, it's like four and a half. They could have been there just afternoon. They could have went right to the rink. They could have warmed up. They could have had a, a you know a light skate, and they would have been set. You know, it wouldn't have been a problem. But instead, you know. They this fucking clown shoes. So whatever, Blackhawks, fuck off on that one because it was just <laughs> it was stupid. It was it was dumb. It looked it made them look stupid, and they need to yeah, they really need to do something something different. They got to look at their approach a little better. So anyway, um, after that game, uh, there was preseason game against the Rangers. I don't believe I don't I didn't get to see that one. Uh, I don't know, for whatever the re, for whatever reason I was out or doing something. They ended up losing four one. The only goal was by Dennis Rasmussen. Uh, so you know that, that was the first game that that uh, Kevin Hayes got to play against the Blackhawks. So uh, you know whatever. I, that was uh, Carcillo's game, wasn't it? Um, no. I don't think so. Carcel played, I think, against the Canadians. Was it against the Canadians? No. No, it was the I... next Rangers game. They played the Rangers twice, I think. Okay. Yeah. They played the Rangers twice, so. Yeah, this one was at the United Center, and then the, the last one was at uh, New York. Yeah. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where we actually got to see the, the last games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was the one in the sh- the last the the Carcilla game was the one in the shootout actually. Oh yeah, the never ending shootout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stupid fucking shootout. So, uh, whatever with the the first Rangers game, uh, then the Blackhawks played uh, in Saskatoon against the Oilers, and that was a web feed only game. And I, I don't I don't think I even uh, I don't even think I recapped that one to be honest with you because uh, it was too much of a pain in the ass watching the web feed. Uh, that was stupid too. I mean, if you're gonna make a big fucking to do about playing a game in Saskatoon, 
then show the fucking game on TV. You know? <laughs> I think just not, just not on NHL Network because I can't see that either. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make any difference. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. Why are you going to play a game in like a city that's not an NHL city to to you know to lend that lend that olive branch out and say, hey, you know, you know, throw on some hoopla for you? Then they don't show it on TV. Yeah, I mean, especially like a place like Saskatoon, I'd like to see the crowd reaction uh, to an NHL game just to, you know, see what the possibilities maybe of an NHL team there one day instead of Las Vegas. No, instead I'm fucking sitting with my laptop in my lap on a whatever night it was trying to watch it and, and uh, whatever. <laughs> the Hawks ended up winning that game 5 nothing. Scott Darling... Got the win. Um, and then wasn't he immediately sent out to Rockford yes. after that game? <laughs> Next day, he was sent down to Rockford, which, you know, hey, there you go, kid. <laughs> uh, goals were by Bickle, Ross. Uh, this was t- uh, Tevu's first game. He actually had a nice, pretty nice goal. Um, Shaw had a goal, and Versteeg had a goal. I think it was, I think, uh, was it Versteeg's goal that was on a breakaway? I think it was. Yeah, I didn't see this one since it was a web feed only. Yeah, uh, Tevu's goal was actually a pretty nice goal in front. He kind of spun around, and uh, you know it was it was nice. It was an NHL goal. It wasn't like anything super spectacular, but it was a nice goal. But I'd like to see it against you know an NHL defense core, not the Oilers. Yeah, well, that's asking <laughs> Sorry, for a lot. That's my Debbie Downer of the night right there. That's a, that's asking for a lot. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Mashinter got in a fight, blah, whatever. Um, what do you do? Yeah. Uh, this is kind of where we started seeing, uh, is we're going to start to refer to him as Tavr. That's too close to Tavu. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Trevor Van Riemsdyk and Kyle Kamiski, we started seeing more and more playing time, and we started to realize that these two guys uh, are... Quenville's little pet projects. So, uh, more on that later. Uh, this was Versteeg's first game as well because he had been injured and or he had food poisoning, they said, or something like that. That's funny because I got sick from watching him last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I, I don't know if you even saw this, that Versteeg got hurt today. I just heard it on the news at like 6 o'clock, but that's all I heard. I didn't. Yeah see the extent of it or whatnot yeah they said he got hurt pretty good and he could be out for a, a little while which is kind of funny that they that right after practice they're like oh yeah he's hurt and he could be hurt for a while <laughs> they never say that <laughs> you know they're they're always like oh well we'll see he might you know it's a lower body and we don't know and what do he do trip over the blue line probably no i think someone <laughs> was shot in the foot or something i don't know whatever I said, I said, look, look for, look at the grassy knoll for uh, Jeremy Morin. <laughs> That's a good one. Because <laughs> really, Versteeg is taking up Jeremy Morin's spot. So, anyway, yeah. <clears throat> so the uh, Blackhawks play the Canadians. Then uh, that was the next game. Uh, Let's see. It was a three-one loss. Uh, Carey Price kind of pretty much stood on his fucking head. We, he he did what Carey Price does. So 
uh, Rose of all, Jesus Christ. Uh, he's basically out there for all, I think it was three goals. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was out there for the third goal as well. He was, he was a turnstile all night long. He was just fucking brutal. He looked terrible. He looked slow. He just looked. Uh, he was doing stupid shit. Uh, I watched him come up the half boards and in his own zone, try to attempt to spin a rama. Why? I don't know. He got his pocket. <laughs> I, miss, I missed that. <laughs> he, he got his pocket picked and then anti Ranta really bailed his ass out on that one. That was one of Ranta's best saves of the game. Ranta ended up, I think making a really nice glove save at another point, but, uh, yeah, he did run to no help. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. And uh, later on, Roosevelt and uh, Comiskey got walked right through. I mean, for one, uh, I don't know if it was the first goal. I think it was the first goal. Basically walked right through the middle of them, right between them. And uh, so, I mean, they're, they're just, I don't know what's going on with that. And now that, you know, this news that, you know, I mean, for those who haven't heard, you have to be living under a rock. Nick Letty was traded. So the bottom, the, the third pair, just to think of the names that are going to be on that third pair. I mean, Roosevelt, Comiskey. Runblad. Runblad, uh, Trevor Van Riemsdyk. I mean, really? I mean, there's three or four better players sitting in Rockford right now than those guys. So, uh, that is going to be just vomit-inducing. It really is. I, I cannot see that going well when this Blackhawk season starts on Thursday. It's not going to be pretty against Dallas, no less. Yeah, they might get eaten alive on that game. Yeah, I mean, if if that third, if, if, if like Roosevelt and Comiskey have to play against, you know, if they get stuck out there against, you know, Sagan and, <laughs> I mean, it's Sagan bad. and Ben, oh, my God. Yeah, Holy that, that, shit. that's going to get real ugly real quick. Yeah. Yeah. That's not going to be pretty. So. And then he got Spezza, too, on the uh, the second line, yeah. too. Yeah. It's, Dallas it, got a nice little hockey team here. Yeah. So, anyway, that was the Canadians game. I'm not going to spend too much on that because I didn't even watch that game. I kind of went uh, went over the highlights on that one, uh, and then uh, the game Friday. You were you gonna say something? Uh, I was just gonna say the only thing I really saw about the uh, Canadians game was uh, I think it was the cheer of the anthem guys that said if they were Nick Letty they'd walk into Bowman's office and say this is the dog shit defenseman you stuck with stuck me with after Roosevelt got clowned a couple times. Yes, he did. He hundred percent correct on that. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, they could talk shit all they want about Nick Letty and not trusting him and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, maybe more information will come out now. But what the hell did they really put put him out there with, you know? It wasn't good. No, I mean, play Nick Letty for a full season with uh, Jomerson or, uh, you know, Seabrook or something like that. At least you have a competent defenseman out there. No, you put him out there with slow old Roosevelt, you know, brick boots. So, I hope I hope Nick Letty thrives in in uh, New York. I really do. 
I hope he turns into a you know an all star player because he was kind of given the shit under the stick in Chicago, and they're like, oh, you know, people are like, well, you gave we gave him all these chances, you gave him all these chances to play third pair with shit defensemen. I mean, you know, you put Kane out, Kane has a hard time dragging shit players around the ice. He had a hard time dragging Hansus around the ice for long periods of time. Yeah, that went on way longer than it had to. Yeah. I mean, and Nick Letty is no Patrick Kane. So, yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah, he was given chances, and I don't think he played bad at all in Chicago. I thought he he's 23 years old. He had flashes of, you know, being a really good player, and I hope he just blossoms in New York because I would have rather seen so what else go, man. But, you know, they're going to stick with Oduya and Jomerson and Roosevelt and then whatever revolving cast of characters gets thrown on the back end. So I think we could they could get uh, possibly a little ugly if uh, Bowman is pushing for Runblad and uh, Quinville's got his little cronies that he likes to throw out there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I heard someone today talking about it. I have not seen Runblad do a damn thing in the preseason. I know he's played, but I have not. I did not notice him. Maybe that's because he didn't screw up, but I don't didn't see him do anything outstanding either. So, well, it's like you said too before. Didn't they give up two second round picks for him? It's. I don't know if it was two. I thought it was one, but even if it is one, it's one second round pick. It's a questionable trade, yeah. Yeah. It's second round pick is pretty valuable nowadays. So for for Runblad, for a guy who can't even make the third pair, uh, hello. He's getting beat out by Roosevelt. Yeah. What's that tell you? Yeah. So, last preseason game... uh, was against the Rangers on Friday. It was the, the never, like we said, the never-ending shootout, which is just painful to watch. And uh, yeah, you got two goalies here, folks. You're not going to get positive reviews about the the shootout. No, and you know, if I'm Corey, I've been through this scenario. If I'm Corey Crawford, I'm like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> I mean, it went like what is it, nine rounds or something, or whatever it went through. And you, and he only gave up one goal before the the winner. I mean, what the fuck, guys? You know, help your yeah. goalie out here. The only Something. one to score for the Blackhawks was Teravainen. Of course. <laughs> yeah, Teravainen's the only one to score in a shootout. I mean, Kane missed, Sharp missed, uh, Morin missed, uh, Ben Smith missed, uh, Shaw missed, Versteeg missed, Sod missed, Bickle missed. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, you'd think one of those would put the put it one in. You know, yeah, you'd think. I mean, I, I know Taves didn't play that game, but what the hell, you know? So, well, anyway, um, a couple notes on that game. Uh, Terravine got to play on the first power play unit, and he actually looked pretty good out there. He was moving the puck pretty well. He, uh, it was a couple. Uh, he found he basically was. Uh, even though he was out there with Kane, he was kind of playing similar to that Kane where he kind of drifts around in the background and people kind of forget he's there and then they hit him on the back door. A couple of those happened and he was kind of floating around at the point. He actually looked kind of good out there. So, 
he was a little more noticeable. I got a chance to watch most of that game. Yeah. And he, he did look pretty good, but it still didn't change my opinion on him. Yeah. Well, you know, like. And I got my wish. Haha. <laughs> well, like uh, Joel Quenville said, you got 20 to 40 games to enjoy him in Rockford because after those 20 to 40 games, he's coming up. Is basically what Quenville said. So which, I don't have a problem with that. Well, I, I, I don't know that I don't ice time. That's all. I don't understand though that I don't know what more he's going to get out of twenty games in, in the AHL. I really don't think he's going to give that much. I mean, he's going to skate, sure, but the the quality of competition he is not. He is playing with people that are well below his. They're they're below his talent level. So he's going to what is he going to do? Is he going to go down there and score twenty goals against? You know, playing like playing men's league. That's kind of what I don't know about. But I mean, again, they don't have room for him, so there's no use bitching about it. But he'll get uh, he'll get some decent looks against a guy like Colin Frazier, though. <laughs> nice shutdown center. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, Colin Frazier, who's well past his prime. <laughs> uh, um, this actually was a game where we've where this conundrum was created with uh, Andrew Shaw playing second-line center, which basically, without Richards doing anything wrong, ended up getting pushed to third-line center just because Andrew Shaw looked good with Cannon side, which we all know is a temporary thing. It's not going to happen all season long. There's no way Andrew Shaw is going to play second-line center all season long. It's going to go a couple of games. It's going to burn out, and, and so... That is what it is. That was a temporary solution that the Kings did not have an answer for. That's all that was. No, but the Kings certainly did have an answer for the fact that the Hawks didn't have a fourth line to play. So they were rolling nine forwards, actually eight forwards, against the Kings. And uh, they almost pulled it off, but didn't. So, uh, whatever. But it will please the people that like to see... Andrew Shaw play with them, then you'll have that whole mutt line or mullet line, whatever you want to call it, back, and all the little puck bunnies will be happy. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah, of course, it sells jerseys. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is uh, what else is going on in this game? Uh, Kane looked good. Uh, like I said, the, the Kane-Shaw uh, sideline looked really pretty well. Uh, they played well against the Rangers. They played well. Or uh, they played you know, they played well for the last couple games. Uh, uh, we uh, we actually got to see Kevin Hayes play. And uh, the guy's the player, man. Uh, I didn't know how good he was going to do against NHL competition, but... Uh, he didn't look out of place at all. Uh, I, there was a couple times he actually had a chance to, to score a goal, and he just missed the net on a one timer. So, you know, he's he might turn into a player. He's a big boy, so. Yeah, I did not expect him to be that. He's a lot bigger than I thought he was going to be. Uh -huh. Well, his brother was a big guy too, but his brother. His just brother was skate. Yeah, his brother was more like a, a an Eric Daze that couldn't skate. So, yeah. Uh, this was Gorilla Salad's first game. <laughs> so what what does he basically do? Is he runs right out there in his first 
or second shift and gets in a fight with Tanner Glass, then gets hurt, basically goes off the ice, probably, uh, I don't know, who knows what had, he changes underwear or something like that. And uh, he ended up coming back in the game, but he really is a non-factor, and he's like he's going to be the rest of the season. So enjoy the four minutes a night. Yeah, yeah, four minutes and penalties too. So, <laughs> well, it's got to be at least five for the five for fighting. Yeah, well, if he catches someone, otherwise it'll be a four, you know a double minor for uh, <laughs> high sticking. Yeah, or high something. sticking, a roughing, or a boarding, or something like that. Um, and, uh, that was, you know, we talked about the shootout part of it and, uh, this was the game where I really noticed, uh, you know, because the, a lot of the games weren't on TV and stuff where I really noticed how just terrible Christopher Steak still is. They have been, <laughs> they have been going around saying how he looks so good and he's rehabbed and he's better and da 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 da. Well, you know what? I watched him play that game and I, if he's still... I don't care how fucking good his knees are. He's still got a 10 cent head and he does dumb shit. And it's not, and I don't even know. It's not even that it's a lack of physical talent. It's a lack of a brain because he does, you know, he, he did dumb shit. He's like I said, taking an icing when you, all he had to do is glide for an extra three feet and that wouldn't have happened. But instead he rushed to play because a guy was skating towards him and, ended up taking icing on the play. And then, you know, I also saw him uh, deep in the hawk zone where there was a puck just sitting there, and he just turned around and flew the, flew out of the zone and <laughs> didn't even bother to, to try and pick the puck up. And then the Hawks ended up actually turning it over and it ended up coming back their way. So he just flew the zone looking for, a, you know, a breakaway. And when he could have been aggressive and went for the puck himself. I can't stand when people do that. I watch that on my men's league team all the time. I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch it on the Blackhawks. I mean, I really don't. You know, be aggressive. Want the puck. Want the puck. It's you know, it's not much to ask for someone to want the puck. I'd rather you be over aggressive because you want the puck than not be aggressive enough and just looking for an easy breakout. So, anyway, fuck off, Chris or Sieg. Well, now we it backfires completely on us because he gets hurt today. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, um, really, that's uh, in, in a nutshell. That's the preseason. Uh, they're going to start Thursday uh, against Dallas in Dallas, and uh, that's going to be interesting. It really is. Now, the reason, the big reason, is going to be interesting is. Uh, you know, the Blackhawks were about $2.2 million over the cap. And there's a lot of debating back and forth, let's put it that way, between Stan Bowman and the Blackhawks and the entire webs and Capgeek. Capgeek says that the Blackhawks are still over. Stan Bowman says that he's uh, he submitted his roster and they... The uh, NHL has approved that roster and uh, you know, said that they're cap compliant. So wherever, somewhere in that, somewhere in that mix, somewhere something's wrong on Cap Geek. But so anyway, but to get under the cap, the uh, you know after Gorilla Salad, 
You know, everyone everyone was licking their wounds from trying to deal with that fucking shenanigan. And uh, some weird things started happening before the uh, before the Rangers game. Uh, Klaus Dahlbeck was called back up from Rockford for a game, which had everyone buzzing around because there was no... They had enough players on the roster. I don't know. I, I still don't know why they did it. I don't know why they called them Dahlbeck when they got four other schmucks sitting there. <laughs> they could have taken that spot in a, in a preseason game, but they did whatever they did, which told a lot. Or I don't know if it told, but made a lot of people think that you know Nick Letty, uh, because Nick Letty was scratched for the game, that Nick Letty was going to be let uh, go the next day. So Friday, Friday came and went, no deal. Saturday, uh, probably around noon, roughly, we started getting reports that. Uh, a deal was in place with the Islanders for Nick Letty. And then it was officially announced. Nick Letty, um, actually the, the second part of the deal wasn't announced till later, but Nick Letty was traded for uh, TJ Brennan, Vili Polka, Polka Party, and uh, restricted free agent goalie Anders and Nielsen, who's over the KHL. Uh, and then it was... Finally, the final terms of the deal were announced. I thought they got Nicoletti for three players, which actually is not a bad thing. No, but, that's a hell of a, a hell of a deal there. Yeah, but you know they sent they sent away Kent Simpson, who really was not going to uh, play for the uh, the Blackhawks. You were going to see Kent Simpson playing. Yeah, he did not look very good last year when he was thrown into the fire. No. Against... No, he had to go on the first shot he faced. And yeah. That was unfair for him to yeah. be thrown in there, but he still did not look very comfortable. No, no. So he was he was never going to play for the Blackhawks. <laughs> so good for him. Let him move on to somewhere where he may get a chance because... Um, while the Islanders' goaltending situation right now is pretty good... Uh, excuse me. It's pretty good. They actually have, you know, Halak and they have Chad Johnson, who are two pretty decent goalies. Uh, you know, who knows how long that's going to last. In, in two years, Ken Simpson could have a job in the NHL. So, but back good to him. yeah, back to the um, Nick Letty, uh gone uh, for T.J. Brennan, who is basically let's see the AHL version of. Brian Campbell. <laughs> let's let's call it that. Uh, all offense, no defense. Uh, he's last year's Eddie Shore uh, award winner in the AHL, which means he's the best defenseman. Basically, the Norris Trophy of the AHL. Uh, which I I tried to look it up and I couldn't find it, but I think maybe Clen Denning was number two, right behind him. Uh, so. He may or may not have been. I don't. I don't. I can't confirm that. But he had 70, 70 something points, seventy four points as a defenseman for Toronto Marlies, and then he signs with the Islanders, thinking he may finally get a uh, an NHL job. And then <laughs> at the end of camp, he's sent to the Blackhawks, who then promptly wait have to waive him to send him down to Rockford. So. Yeah. 
poor uh, TJ Brennan. Yeah, he's uh, who knows what's going on with that guy. Uh, you know, he's maybe uh, I know who uh, Brian Conley it was. Brian Conley. Yeah, didn't the Hawks get him twice too? They traded back for him or something uh-huh, like that. Uh huh. Yep. He was here last year. TJ Brennan is like a better version of Brian Conley, I guess. So he's like the middle of the road between <laughs> Brian Campbell and Brian Conley, I guess. Either way, he'll get a lot of mileage on the bus trips in uh, the AHL. Well, yeah, and then th- that's the last part I have to, you know, about how much playing time some of these guys are going to get. But uh, there was a second part of the deal, which was uh, defenseman Vili Polka. Um, he's a smallish uh, Finnish defenseman. Uh, he's he played with Ali Mata, who uh, had a really break, really had a breakout year last year with the uh, Penguins. Uh, he was kind of like you know he was the let's say the Seabrook to Mata's you know Duncan Keith kind of deal. And uh, he's supposed to be a decent player. He's supposed to be the fifth best prospect in the in the aisle system. Who knows? I really can't say much more than that. Uh, you know, he was. I think he's a second round pick. We'll see. He's going to be a rock for himself. You know, it's a very crowded defense core. Exactly. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm going to get to in a second. Uh, and then uh, they they got the rights to restricted free agent goalie Anders Nielsen, who actually played uh, a handful of games last year for the Islanders. Didn't impress all that much, but he has he does have some NHL uh, uh, some NHL experience under his belt. The problem is, is he's in the KHL, and he's probably starting over there, and he's probably not coming back over here. The Blackhawks will probably never even deal with him. So I don't even know why they even bothered. I don't know if the Islanders were trying to just get rid of that, uh, you know, his rights or what, but, you know. It's it's a weird uh, throw-in to a deal, but you would think maybe uh, he could possibly get something, uh, something else a little bit better than that, but whatever. Well, I mean, two of the three players in that deal, Brennan and Anders, are, are kind of weird players, you know? Yeah. I mean, Brennan really wasn't an Islanders guy. He signed a contract, and... and at the beginning, you know, an NHL contract at the beginning of the year. He's only been with the Islanders for, since, you know, in camp. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Nilsson isn't even on the team. He's been let go, so, or was, you know, we went over the KHL, so. I don't know. So, uh, you know, the last part about all this, too, I mean, we've talked about the log jam with, you know, Tevu, and you got Mark McNeil, and you got uh, Deneau, and you got Broadhurst, and you got... Uh, Matt Carey, and you've got LeBlanc. Those guys are all centers in Rockford. The defense is even worse. <laughs> I mean, if anyone thinks that they're going to be able to, to, you know, break through, if any prospect at all thinks they're going to break through on the Blackhawks' defense, in the NHL or the AHL, it's not going to happen. I mean, uh, Dylan Fournier is not going to get a whole lot of time. Uh, TJ, I mean, TJ Brennan is like fourth or fifth on the list. You know, you you've got. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, you on the NHL team, you've got you know Trevor Van Riemsdyk, you've got Kaminsky, you've got Runblad, you've got Roosevelt. 
they're going to carry eight defensemen, is a, from what they've told us. They're going to carry eight defensemen. Okay. And then you go into the minors and you've got, uh, you know, you've got Brennan, you've got Clendenny, you've got Johns, you've got, uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Dahlbeck. Uh, yeah, Dahlbeck's down there, Svedberg, Polka, uh, Fournier. I mean, it, there's no, I mean, that's a lot of people down there. As much as I'm not a fan of them, it makes Ted Dent's job very difficult yeah. to evaluate players. Well, how can he get a, a player ready when they can't even get him on the ice? Either? Yeah. You know, it's, you've not, got a, a, it's, a, a, it's almost a bad general managing, if you ask me. To sit there and have that bad of a log jam, it's like it's like filling a baseball team with the center problem. It's like filling a baseball team with a bunch of utility players. <laughs> it's it a is. good analogy. It is. It's like you know, getting a bunch of you know, it was like having a whole team of White Sox players. You know, White Sox, but you know, back in the eighties or whatever, with Steve Lyons at every position. <laughs> I mean, they don't. You know, it, it's like uh, you're playing people out of position. Uh, out of their natural position, like I know they've said that you know they want McNeil to be a wing and stuff, but I don't know that they want Drew LeBlanc to play wing. I don't know that they want Matt Carey to play wing, but they have to to get him out on the ice. He's got to play wing. So yeah. W- well, then what happens? You know what happens if they want to bring Matt Carey up and he's been playing wing for three months? The Blackhawks need a center, but you're going to bring up a guy who's technically a center. Or are you not going to bring him up? Is he not going to get a chance with the club because he hasn't played the the position they need? You know. Yep. It it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to have five thousand centers on the on the team. Uh, and I've, I've always been a big proponent of you could never have too many centers on a team. Well, Rockford <laughs> is kind of he's made. They're making you eat your words. Yeah, yeah Rockford is ridiculous. Yeah, between that and the defensemen, I mean. It's just a team of all centers and defensemen is really what it is. Uh, there's very few actual wings on that team. And the wings they do have, two of them are f- fucking cement heads with LeBray and uh, Bass. They don't have Wade Brookbank down there anymore? <laughs> I think he was. I think he retired <laughs> two years ago. He's probably a, a, some kind of uh, organizational... Uh, Probably a car salesman. <laughs> he's he's probably doing like an he's he's probably like uh, Adrian Coyne's right hand man. Oh God! Actually, now come to think about it, I think Brookbank does have some kind of thing to do with the Blackhawks. <laughs> I honestly, I thought I remember him getting a job somewhere, like as a you know developmental coordinator or something like that. I got to look that up. Now, now you got me thinking. Let's see. Here, I, uh, while I look this up, here. <laughs> uh, I got it on this Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, what, what is what is he doing now? I was now? trying to get that to stop as quick as I could. <laughs> That was a nice touch. I gotta you gotta admit that. <laughs> yeah. uh, follow 
Following the 2013-14 season, Brookbank retired from professional hockey, something you could argue he did four years prior. <laughs> yeah. And he is currently a pro scout for the Chicago Blackhawks. There Hawks. you go. Yep. <laughs> so now we know where we got Cody Bass, the man shitter. We know where we're getting those guys from. Yeah. The Brookbank School of Fighting. Yep. There you go. Who in his last three years of playing with the Blackhawks uh, averaged roughly 25 games per season. <laughs> so, oh, God. there's your Wade Brookbank talk for the day. In one year for the uh, Grand Rapids Griffins in 2001-2002, he racked up 337 penalty, penalty minutes. <laughs> Sounds like a Wayne Van Dorp there somewhere. <laughs> And actually, in the CHL, a couple of years before that, he ranked up 354. Oh, man. And a junior, 412 one year. Oh, over the four bills. Yeah. He's batting 400. He's like Ted. He's the Ted Williams of cement heads. <laughs> I'd like to see him spell rock for me. R-O-K. <laughs> he just points to his head. Spell rock. Uh. Oh, man. Too much fun. Did you ever? Did you see the movie uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? I did not. I <laughs> just just look up the name Groot. G R O O T. I I am Groot. That is Wade Brookbank. Because all he can say is I am Groot. I am Groot. It's the only words he knows how to say. If you ask him a question, he's like I am Groot. Now you got me interested, so I'm looking it up. <laughs> that, that movie, by the way, is very good. It's an excellent movie. You, you don't even have to be like a, you don't even have to be like a Trekkie or Star Wars person to, to enjoy that movie. It's a good movie. The similarities are uncanny between him and uh, Brookbank. Yeah. <laughs> and any of those knuckleheads, for that matter. They're all. It's the Groot family tree, literally. Oh man, good times. <laughs> Yeah, we're just, just negative review. That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I don't it know, man. Me or anything, but <laughs> yeah. So that's about it. Um, I was gonna try and throw together another uh, back in time, but we just there's too much going on. So you know, we could always <clears throat> maybe save it for some other time. There is one name on here that is just a fantastic name on that <laughs> roster. I closed it. Which one was it? <laughs> well, I'll tell you a quick little story, too. Me and my buddy were thinking about getting uh, jerseys from back in the day when the Hawks were terrible. Yeah. And I always wanted to go with a Carl Stewart, personal favorite. Mm -hmm. But my buddy wants to go with a Tony Salmalainen. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was one of those one of those uh, European players that everyone thought he was going to light up the world and yeah, not so much. Yeah, there, there's a couple of good names on here. Yeah, there's a, some really good ones. Dennis Arkapov, the last guy to wear number nineteen before. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> second to last guy to wear nineteen. Yeah, this is where Peter Bondra came back. Uh, yeah, the guy guy I work with is a Capitals fan, and he just gets so irritated when I say Peter Bondra, Blackhawks legend. 
Blackhawks legend Peter Bondra. Blackhawks legend uh, Wendell Clark. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, another good one. Jeff Hamilton was on this team. Yeah, I liked little <laughs> Jeff Hamilton. He was a little. I, I liked him. I remember him. I liked that little guy. He actually. He actually. Uh, he made 39 points that year. That's a pretty good guy. Uh, who else again on that? Uh, just Smolinski sighting. Oh, David Kochi. <laughs> Speaking of Groot, I am Groot. David Kochi, man. face puncher. Yeah. Six, well, not six, much face puncher as getting his face punched. Well, he, that's because he could. His head was like yeah. a rock. <laughs> I remember he, he got into a fight with Chara, and it was like two punches, and Chara just exploded his nose all over the place. It was... <laughs> One yeah. of the worst bleeding fights I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's what we're that's what we're missing on this roster. But we we, we don't want to get too far into that. Yeah. We're, we're almost going on two hours now. So if you guys get a chance, look up the 0607 roster. It's well worth it. Yeah. It is a good one. That was what was the record that year? Carl Corazzini. Seriously. <laughs> I remember him playing a game, but it's like, come on. We uh, really think that guy could have talent. Carl Corazzini. He had an assist. Oh, uh, uh, this is this is the year that uh that Yanni got fired and then uh, Savard <laughs> took over. And basically uh, that was after what? Uh let's see here. Nine basically like twenty games. And then Savard gets Savard ends up getting uh fired like two years later after like what, eight, three games? I think yeah, three or four. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I would rather I don't know I think I would rather Trent Yanni as a coach goes yeah that's a jury was still out on Savard I, I, I liked his passion but yeah whatever it worked out alright for the Hawks I guess yeah so wait till we fire up those Mike Babcock rumors to the Hawks later in the year oh <laughs> especially if we're going to argue Quinville and Bowman are going to argue over Run Blad. Van Riemsdyk, and who the hell is the other ass clown? Kaminsky. <laughs> yeah, Kaminsky. Uh, God forbid they go into a slump and then that happens and Detroit's in a slump. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I got to give the, the Trudy Anthem guys credit because when Kaminsky, the first time Kaminsky dresses as a forward, <laughs> I, uh, like, Every single blogger in the Chicago Blackhawks fan base is just gonna they're gonna have their hands their hands in their foreheads and be drinking out of bottles of Pepto Bismol because it's just <laughs> we're gonna go from Dan Carcillo to Kyle Kaminsky and it's just gonna be a shit show. It's and it's gonna happen. It's gonna we all know it's gonna happen because you know, history repeats itself. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And that's what Quenville is known for. His face punchers and his defensemen playing forward. <laughs> so so uh, aggravating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so on that note, I think I'm gonna wrap this wrap this fucking show up. I know uh Zed or whatever the guy's name is, I'm sure he's uh he's he's already tuned out on this one. Zed the Brewer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you remembered his name. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I was going to remember that one. But uh, so anyway, uh, wrapping things up. Uh, 
Black and Tan Sports, uh, Facebook.com, Black and Tan Sports. Uh, visit up my boy John. Uh, you can read all our stuff, Puck and Hostel, BlackHawksNews.com, BlackHawksBlog.com. Uh, I'm at, uh, at Puck and Hostel on Twitter. Uh, Pat is Pat underscore Stankus on the Twitters. Uh, shout outs, uh, the Committed Indian guys. Uh, you know, everyone's starting to fire up their content now, so... Uh, a lot of podcasts and everything. Uh, the Committed Indian guys. Uh, Hockey Night. Uh, Chris Block has finally come out of his... Uh, has come out yeah. of his shell and out of his... Uh, came out of Ironworks. Yeah, came out of Ironworks. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> that was great when I heard that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Chris Block, everyone at uh, Ironworks between periods. <laughs> yeah. Is the shout night. out to the hockey night guys yeah, for that. Shout out to the hockey night guys for that one. That was pretty good. Uh, Chris Black has definitely come out of hibernation, so he, you're going to hear a lot about him. Uh, cheer the anthem guys! They've been doing their podcast. Uh, shout out to Jim uh, from the the uh, Cheer the Anthem guys. He's getting married, I guess, this weekend. So good luck to him and his uh, new wife. Uh, Keith and the crew at Blackhawk Up, uh, Greg Boyson and his uh, new crew at uh, letsgohawks.net. Uh, and then, uh, you know, our newest uh, <clears throat> buddy, Mike Figueroa from figcigarts.com. Uh, I just posted up not too long ago. I got a T-shirt from him and uh, supported his cause. So uh, I also want to take uh, a second to I, I send a little shout-out to Jen uh, LC who has written for various blogs, you know, I think she did pieces for Hockey Night, I think she did pieces for uh, the Second City Hockey, She's, I think she's done she's done pieces for Committed Indian, so she's been all over the place, she's really good with the analytics, she uh, just recently, this morning, was now she got hired with, uh, to work with Puck Daddy, so. That's uh, very cool. Yeah, awesome for her, it's good to, good to see someone from the, you know, someone from the, 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 tight Blackhawks blogsphere fan base uh, branching out a little bit. So good for her. It's good to see that kind of stuff. Uh, and I think that's probably it for me. You got anything else uh, you want to? Yeah, I'll give a shout out to uh, a couple of my buddies run a uh, Blackhawks Four Feathers uh, Facebook page. I know that they do some uh, giveaways and contests and stuff like that. So go ahead and uh, give them a like on Facebook. Uh, it's Four Feathers Blackhawks fan page. Uh, they're pretty good, good at stuff like that. So uh, they also throw up a couple recaps every here now and then too. So shout out to them. Cool. Cool. Uh, as far as that goes, I guess that's about it. And uh, so we'll wrap it up until, uh, you know, next time when uh, Blackhawks will be probably in the heat of the, probably a couple games into the season. So probably be talking about firing Quinville. <laughs> <laughs> I know we'll be out with the torches and pitchforks. We're starting Ranta over uh, Crawford. Oh God! Oh <laughs> Lord! Yeah, speaking of vomit-inducing, I'm yeah. watching uh, the sports right now. They're showing the ribbon-cutting of Blackhawk store, and any real Hawk fan remembers when it was called Hawk Quarters. Oh yes, I still call it call it Hawk Quarters from time yeah. to time. Whenever I go over there, I mean, it looks like Nordstrom's now. It looks nothing like a, a Blackhawks, like Hawk Quarters. No, no, that, I don't know why they changed that. I don't know why. Oh, whatever. Yeah, sorry, I had to get that in. I no. got the news on right in front of me. No, that's yeah. No, it's good, man. 
All Dumb right. it down for the fan base. <laughs> yeah, we, we you know we are the meatballs of the hockey podcasting world. So yep, had to give that to Zeb one more time. <laughs> that being said, yep. everyone uh, have a good day and don't be a meathead. I want to thank you again for coming down here and joining us tonight. I hope you had a great time because we sure did. And we will be back. You've been great. We've been Megadeth. Good night.